Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name, God. Oh, we praise your name, oh Lord. Worthy Jesus. hard. You've gathered here from different parts of this city, even different parts of this region for tonight. And the Lord has seen your sacrifice as long, along with your desire to be here. And I feel if you just lift your hands right now, he's going to touch you and give you the strength that you've been seeking. The Bible says, lift your heart with your hands. Lord, I pray today a blessing over these amazing people. Lord, they've gathered tonight, God, to hear from your word, to find their destiny and to grow in you, oh God. I pray you'll bless them with a mighty blessing and let your favor be upon them. Let strength and joy and peace, oh God, that can only come from you. Lord, blanket them tonight. Lord, that they can go home and impact their families and their community. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Let's thank God for his many blessings. Hallelujah, we praise your name, oh God. We worship your name today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We welcome all of our students. Praise God, the anchor youth. Would you welcome them as they come in to join us tonight? So proud of all of our teenagers growing in the Lord. Amen, amen. The book of 1 Corinthians, and hopefully you, you brought your First Steps book tonight that we're going through. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Amen. I went and preached in Ripley, West Virginia last, uh, last Sunday. And I was in Ripley, believe it or not. You're welcome, Brother Russell. And my, my wife is probably watching right now and saying, oh my goodness, he did not just say that. Where my dad and mom have planted a church and what, a, what an amazing work they're doing there. And we've been a part of that and sponsoring them. And also Sunday night, I was able to go home and preach in my hometown. I hadn't been there many years preaching. I've attended there, but not there in many years. And it's, it's never felt better there. Powerful move of God. And I had, a, had a, a lady that was there that I graduated high school with. And she was in the altar seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that something? I was graduated with her. So thankful. Amen. Amen. You know, things come full circle. And if I remember right, her grandfather, uh, when I prayed at our graduation and uh, I was, they had, they had me to pray at our graduation in 1996. And I prayed all night long that the Holy Ghost would move at my graduation. And during that prayer, the Holy Ghost fell at my graduation. And there was people all over that building going, woo, hallelujah, woo, power of God moved in there. And this man came to me afterwards and handed me $50. He said, I know the hand of the Lord's upon you. There's a ministry and I want to, I just want to bless you with this. And I bought my first Thompson chain Bible with that. And uh, when I was graduating and guess what? Is it possible that 25 years later that his granddaughter came and got the Holy Ghost? The Bible says, cast your bread upon the water and it will come to you again. I mean, no, this is a kingdom that's beyond anything the world could ever offer. Oh, I think we ought to clap our hands and thank you for his goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts, gifts plural, of healings, plural, helps, governments, talking about leadership, diversities of tongues. And it goes on, it says in verse 31, but covet earnestly 
the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. God bless you. You may be seated. If you would turn into your first steps book that we are taking the whole church through. And uh, I heard you had a tremendous service this past, services this past weekend. Praise God. We're thankful for such an amazing team of ministers. Page 26. And the top of the page. And what we're doing is every guest that comes to the anchor and says, hey, we want to be a part. We're going to take them through this. So we're taking everybody through this so everybody knows what's going on. And... Um, it says from the book of Ephesians there uh, where it says step two at the top of the page. It says, for we are his what? Workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In the book of Jeremiah, if you would turn there with me, the book of Jeremiah chapter one. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 1. I want you to see this if you have a, a, a pencil or a pen. I think it's a great verse to mark. This impacted me when God called me to the ministry. This verse stood out to me. And uh, let's look and see what it says. Jeremiah 1 and 5. It says, before I... Well, verse 4 says, the word of the, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying... Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said, in the womb, I made you. Before you were formed, I already knew who you were going to be. We are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. As individuals, everybody take your finger, hold it up. Not one person ever in history has your fingerprint. You are individual. And that's why some of you like different types of food. That's why some of you like different hobbies than the other one. And that's why some of you don't like to do some things that other people absolutely love to do. And that's why I like coffee and I don't understand why anybody else doesn't like coffee. We are, how many, how many saved coffee drinkers do we have? Amen. How many of you are sanctified? You don't have any of that in your system. Yeah. We are individuals. And so those that don't drink coffee, they drink tea or something else. Uh, who, I don't know. Why are we even on this subject here tonight? But when you look at who you are as individuals, you will find that God created us for a specific, distinct purpose in the body. Can you say amen? And aren't we glad to have the Tackets home with us? Aren't we glad, brother, sister, Tackett? Are here? Y'all are wondering why we have sunshine today. That's because they brought it from Florida. They hitched their wagon to it and pulled it here. Amen. But when you, are, when you are looking at this, this step two that we went through last week and Pastor Cody took you through this on a personality test, what was, that, what was that for? Look where it says the goals of this class. Let's just reiterate a few points here. The goal of this class is a two-part understanding of God's purpose. First, my goal is to discover how my God-given design helps to reveal my destiny. Second, I want to discover the amazing potential of my life. What, am, what have I been designed to do? What is my specifics? Personality, for instance. How many found some uh, uh, that, that last week in your personality uh, that you found when you, when you went through the, the paperwork, you discovered your personality and you thought, man, that's accurate. How many of you out there? Man, and if you knew somebody and they found theirs and you're like, that explains a lot. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. 
You see, if we were all the same, we would be annoying, wouldn't we? And sometimes because we're different, we're annoying to each other. But what we find is where one person is strong. Let me word it this way. Where one person is weak, the other one becomes what? Strong. And I have many weaknesses, but I've learned to put people in my life where I am weak and they are strong. It's called a team. God has a body and we are members in particular. You're not going to be one person that gets it all. I know some people think they have it all, but they're deceived. How many know it's true? Look at your neighbor and say, I hope that's not you. You need me and I need you. And when we get together for the same purpose and destiny of taking the gospel around the world and to restore people to a greater purpose. Guess what? We are individual people that when we get together, we're not weak. We are all strong as a body. How many believe we are strong as a team? Somebody say amen. And so defining your personality is interesting because you're gonna find organizational ability or lack of organizational ability. You're going to find all of these different traits that you have. But when you, you, personality is one thing, spiritual gifts are another thing. Spiritual gifts are not natural gifts. They're spiritual gifts. And so when we're talking about in the kingdom of God and your spiritual giftings, let's look at, look at page 37. Page 37 in your book. Everybody say spiritual gifts. The Bible says seek earnestly the best gifts. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1, he said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be what? Or unlearned in spiritual gifts. So he's teaching them. The second assessment that follows will help you discover your spiritual gifts. And yes, you do have them. Spiritual gifts are not natural aptitudes. They're not your strengths or abilities. They are not character traits. They aren't titles or positions you've been given. Spiritual gifts are God-given. And they were given to you by God for a purpose. They are spiritual gifts because they go far beyond your natural giftings. As you go through the following test, prayerfully consider the results and what God can be speaking to you. And it's going to give instructions. Sister Pam's going to come and help you along with this after I make a few points here. But make sure when you're answering these questions, and don't do them yet, that when you're answering these questions, you give your first response. Don't weigh it out. Don't think that's your most accurate is your first response on this. Everybody say spiritual gifts. So let me give you an example of a spiritual gift. I prayed for a man right here one time, and he came down, and he stood right here, and I prayed for him. And typically when I'm praying for somebody, uh, I don't hold their hands. It's just a little bit awkward to me, especially if it's a man, right? And there's a man standing here and I walked up to him and I said, what would you like God to do? I, he said, I, I need God. I need healing my body. I grabbed his, I said, give me your hands. I grabbed his hands and said, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would be healed today. God touch his body in Jesus name. What I didn't know, he was crippled in his hands. It was not natural for me to pray for, hold a man's hands and pray for him. But I, in that moment, just in the moment, in the move of the spirit, I grabbed his hands. He had been crippled for many years and instantly, I found out after service, not only did God heal the pain in his body, but instantly he was healed in his hands. Amen. That was Brother David Strohmeyer. <laughs> Praise God. I was preaching one time and I said, oh, church, I said, the Lord has spoken to me that next Sunday night, anybody that comes that wants a healing, you know, anybody needs, that needs a healing, have them to come to church. And they came and guess what? There was two people healed of terminal cancer in that, in that meeting. That wasn't knowledge. That was a spiritual moment that God led me to do something that's in the kingdom and that was spiritual. This past week, I, uh, I was preaching in my home church in Glen Ferris, and I think this is interesting because uh, uh, I, I was preaching there, and there was a young man that was there, and I called him out. I mean, middle of the preaching, I just stopped, and I started, I started speaking into his life and prophesying to him. 
And as I was talking, I could feel it so strong, like a gush over me. And I was, I told him to stand and I started speaking into his life. Matter of fact, at one point, I pulled the microphone away and began to give him specific things about his life. What I didn't know is one week before, he had went to a, an elder in the church and said, I need some direction in my life. I got some confusion. And he said, well, Brother Aaron's going to be here on Sunday. Won't we just pray all week long that God will speak to him and give you a word? And out of 150 people in the room, I went right to him and he stood up and I gave him a word that he had been praying for all week. That's not natural. That is a spiritual gift. We are his body. We are the body of Christ. He is the head of this body. And if we will listen to him, God can do great things through us to make a difference. Everybody say spiritual giftings. I was driving home from the county jail, Brother Sean, one night, and we had three people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the county jail. It was so amazing. I'm talking about powerful service in the county jail. I, I got out of there late. I mean, they didn't give me much restrictions there amount of time, and I got out, out of there a little late. I was feeling so good, man, you know, just whistle. You just whistle, you know, when you're happy. Whistle while you work, they say. I was just happy. Man, goodness, I was so happy about the goodness of the Lord. And I'm on my way home. I come across the Y Bridge. I'm headed south. And I'm getting ready to turn on Pine Street. When I did, I looked. There was a man walking down West Main toward the Y Bridge. And, and I felt like God impressed me to go talk to him and pray for him. And I remember saying to myself, oh, that's just passion. I turned left. I didn't go to him. I turned left up Pine Street. I'm Whistling, heading home. I've done my work for the day. I've done enough. I've got a wife and kids at home. I need to get home. And I pulled up and I'm, I am wrestling with this something pulling me to go talk to this man. And I almost felt like the voice of God had said, go talk to him. And I, I, I said in my spirit, uh, you know, that's just passion. It's not me. And God said to me, if you can't pray for him, you can't talk to him. I can't use you. Just that strong, the Lord said to me. Man, I didn't want that to happen. I turned right on Musk Kingdom Avenue. Avenue. I took another right on the Luck Avenue. You know where I'm at in town now? And I came up West Main. I pulled up beside this guy I have never seen before. I pulled up. I don't even know what he wants to say. I'm just being led of the Lord. And I pulled up. I rolled my window down. And I went to say something. And I said, hey, you. And I went to say something. I don't know what I was going to say. But when I said, hey, you. And I went. I said, you're having problems with your wife and you've caused it. I said, isn't that right? This, I was just that confident when I said it. I didn't have a clue what I was talking about, but I was confident. And he said, yeah. I said, you stand right there. I'm going to come out and pray for you. I don't even know the guy. I get out of my truck. I walk around the back of the truck. I come around to there. I said, you need to repent. You need to ask the Lord to forgive you for what you've done. Man, he started praying. He, I remember he was holding a 16-ounce bottle of Coke. And I started praying with him. I laid hands on his head just like he started praying. And he starts repenting and giving his life to God right there on the spot. You know why? Because this is spiritual and it's not natural. Amen. You don't know how you know in the gift of knowledge. You just know that you know. And I thought to myself this week, who knows what he was going to go do? Who knows if he felt like he had called a, had a failure in his life and he's going to go take his life. But that's how God is. He cares enough to send you a preacher. He cares enough to send you a saint, somebody that can be led of the Lord. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. How many of you want to have a spiritual gifting that you can make a difference in somebody's life? I think we ought to stand for a moment, clap our hands, and thank God that he will gift us with the gifting that will make a difference in people's lives. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so in those two spiritual giftings, you may be seated. In those two spiritual giftings, I, I have seen healings happen. I have seen uh, the word of knowledge take place. I have seen those types of things. And God is going to gift you. I want everybody to hold your hand up like this. I want you to hold your pointer finger like this. And everybody say this. Where the finger of God points, the hand of God will provide. Hallelujah. Man, he doesn't call the equipped. He's going to equip the call. And when God calls you to something, he's going to give you everything you need to, to do that.
to take care of that. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. I don't care who you are. I don't care what type of background you had. If God calls you to something great, he's going to give you the greatness to take care of it. It's bigger than you, but God, come on, David. You can overcome Goliath. Come on, Daniel. You can live through a lion's den. Come on, three Hebrew children. You can live through the fiery furnace. This isn't natural. This is I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I'm not here by myself. Somebody shout, I'm not alone. God's spirit is with me. Amen. Amen. I feel like preaching. Y'all need to ease up on me here. I'm just trying to go through a book tonight. Discovering your spiritual gifts. And uh, before we get into this, I want you to tell the Lord I'm going to be honest. I want you to do that. I want everybody in the room to bow your head and say, Lord, I'm going to be who you've called me to be. Oh God, I'm going to become that person that you've called me to become. You have ordained me. You have called me to this church. You have called me to the kingdom. Lord, you're going to endow me with gifts. You're going to give me the best gifts that you have, Lord, lined up for me, my personality, to make a difference in my family. Come on, pray that with pastor. I'm going to make a difference in my family. I'm going to make a difference at my job. I'm going to make a difference in my community. I'm going to make a difference in my world because I am going to be spiritually gifted. Amen. In Jesus' name. I'll give you another example, then I'm going to move on. Because I can stay right here all night. How many know it's real? This is real. Brother Wayne Huntley told the story about O.R. Foss. O.R. Foss could see angels. He was a very gifted man. A conviction preacher. People would repent and commit their life to the Lord in his preaching. Because of what he could see. And the atmosphere in which he brought. His name was O.R. Foss, Brother Nehemiah. He said he was this youth pastor there. And I said, was it like that every service, Brother Huntley? I said, did, did they people respond like I've heard on tape? He said, every service except one time. He said, one time that when he gave the altar call, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He said, and all of a sudden, though, an eight-year-old boy got out of his seat with a Bible. He said, an eight-year-old boy. And the quietness of that altar, that eight-year-old boy would walk up to people and he'd say something to them. When they would, they'd run to the altar. He'd walk with somebody and say something to them, they'd run to the altar. An eight-year-old boy would walk up there and they'd run to the altar. Don't know what he said, but the Lord was saying, I can use whoever I want to use. And you're not too young. You're not too young. Hey, and I'm not going to point over here and say you're not too old. Amen. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to point back here somewhere. You're not too young and you're not too old. But I feel a hunger in this room right now. I feel a hunger for the spiritual things of God. I think you ought to open your spirit. Sister Pam's going to lead you in just a moment in this questionnaire. But I want you to open your heart and say, God, whatever it takes to lead somebody to you. Come on, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. Come on, everybody, all of you young people right now. Come on, all you students in this room, I want you to say, God, I want you to use me. Here's my hands, here's my heart, here's my mind, here's my spirit. Lord, we praise you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want everybody to pray this prayer. Oh God, I'm asking you to give me boldness to overcome my shyness. Lord, and being timid, God, so I can do a work for you. My daddy was so shy. Listen, my dad was so shy, he couldn't even give a book report in high school. He'd say, just give me an F. But when God called him to preach, God gave him boldness to preach the gospel. I feel weakness leaving this room. I feel strength coming to this room. Come on, some of you are gonna be home Bible study teachers. That's right, I feel it tonight. There's some of you gonna step up. Listen, you're gonna be at a table in this city and God's gonna give you spiritual wisdom, spiritual knowledge. You're gonna start witnessing to somebody in that restaurant and they're gonna give their life to God and do a great work for him. You know why? Because you're not gonna be shy when the gifts of the spirit begin to operate. There's gonna come authority, there will be power. I feel that if you want it, jump up and get it tonight. If you want God to use you, get on your feet and praise him. Oh, I want you to use me. I want you to use me, Jesus. I want you to use me, oh God. 
Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to pray that. I want you to sincerely seek out the Lord right now and tell him, God, I give you my heart. I want to do a work. I want to be a witness for you, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. You, you may be seated. Sister Pam is going to come. You can turn to page 38. She's going to lead you through this process. And uh, how many feel the Lord here tonight? Man, what a powerful touch of the Lord. God bless you. Sister Pam. Thank you, Pastor. We are going to start on page 38. I'm going to read through these statements for you just to help us go through them together. And then you are going to put the corresponding number, one, almost never, two, seldom, does that apply? Three, sometimes. Four means frequently, and five is an almost always. So with the corresponding number onto these blanks on page 39. And just follow along with the numbers. When we get to the end of these 72 questions, we'll go from there. All right. Um, we do have, does everybody have a paper? Does everybody have pens? If anyone needs anything, we have our hostesses in the back. All right. I think we need, do you need a pen, sir? Need a paper just up here. Thank you, Sister Connie. All right, question number one. Remember, go with your first thought, your first response. I like organizing services and events. Question two, I enjoy starting new churches. Number three, working with my hands is fun for me. Four, I can tell when someone is not sincere. Five, I pray for lost people daily. Six, encouraging others is a high priority in my life. Seven, believing God for our daily needs is important to me. Eight, influencing others for the kingdom of God through finances is extremely important to me. Nine, I look for opportunities to pray for the sick. Ten, I enjoy doing the little things that others do not. Eleven, having people over to my house is something I do often. Twelve, spending hours in prayer for other people is very enjoyable to me. Thirteen, education is very important to me. Fourteen, I tend to motivate others to get involved. Fifteen, my heart hurts when I see others hurting. Sixteen, I believe God will use me to enact his miracles. Seventeen, I enjoy sharing the gospel with other people, groups, and nationalities. Eighteen, I've devoted considerable time to mastering my voice and or instrument. Nineteen, caring for the hurting is paramount in my eyes. Twenty, the willful sin of others really aggravates me. Twenty-one, I enjoy serving behind the scenes. Twenty-two, I like creating outlines of the Bible. 
23, God has used me to interpret a heavenly language. 24, I enjoy the book of Proverbs more than any other book in the Bible. 25, I am passionate about managing details. 26, I prefer to pioneer new ministry projects. 27, I consider myself a craftsman or craftswoman. 28, I sense when situations are spiritually unhealthy. 29, I am greatly concerned about seeing the lost saved. 30, I try to come across loving and caring. 31, asking God for a list of big things is exciting to me. 32, I find ways to give offerings above my tithe. 33, I believe miraculous healing is for this day and age. 34, helping others is one of my highest achievements. 35, creating a warm and welcoming home is important to me. 36, I am burdened to pray for situations in the world. 37, people seek me out to learn more about the kingdom of God. 38, I prefer to take the lead whenever necessary. 39, I'm very sensitive to sad stories. 40, miracles often happen when I'm nearby. 41, living in another country to benefit the gospel is exciting to me. 42, I desire to serve the church through worship. 43, I enjoy connecting caring for, and coaching others. 44, confronting someone with sin in their life is not hard. 45, it bothers me when people sit around and do nothing. 46, I share biblical truth with others in hopes of their personal growth. 47, I pray in tongues daily. 48, when I study scripture, God gives me unique insights. 49, creating a task list is easy and enjoyable for me. 50, I am attracted to ministries that start new churches. 51, building something with my hands is very rewarding to me. 52, I can pinpoint issues or problems before others. 53, I enjoy sharing the gospel with a total stranger. 54, I look for ways to be an encouragement to other people. 55, I trust that God has my back in every situation. 56, making more money means that I can give more. 57, God has used me to bring healing to those who are sick. 58, being a part of the process is fulfilling to me. 59, I tend to make total strangers feel at home.
60. People often describe me as a prayer warrior. 61. I enjoy knowing biblical details and helping others to understand. 62. I delegate responsibilities to accomplish tasks. 63. I am motivated to help those who are less fortunate. 64. I have a constant hunger to see God's miraculous power. 65. I focus a lot on reaching the world for Christ. 66. I gain my deepest satisfaction through leading others in vocal or instrumental worship. 67. I enjoy walking with someone in times of difficulty. 66. I enjoy hearing passionate and clear preaching of the truth. 69. I like to do small things that others pass over. 70. I prefer to teach the Bible topically rather than verse by verse. 71. Praying in the Spirit is encouraging and important to me. 72. When faced with difficulty, I tend to make wise decisions and choices. All right. The tough part is over, but now you have to do math. I'm sorry. <laughs> Going across the page, you will add the columns. So your first total is going to be whatever you have under 1, 25, and 49. Put it under that blank that is off to the side. Continue going across the page and totaling them up till you are all the way to the end. Thank you. All right. As you are looking across your page, you are going to total going across the page and putting those in the columns here. So if you have whatever number under 1, 25, and 49, add those together and put those to the side, to the right of that. And then 2, 26, and 50 in your next blank. Does that make sense to everyone? All right, and you're going to do that all the way down the column. Sorry, Pastor Cody had music ready last week and then didn't use it. I didn't have music ready and I needed it, so. I'm just kidding. You have more time than that. Take your time. You're good. This is not a timed event, and as we move forward in a minute, if you're not done, you can always go back and complete that. As you are looking in that column of your totals, go through and beside the highest scores, probably want to look for maybe your highest three or four scores, just circle the corresponding letter that is beside it. So if you have a 15 in that second row, then circle the letter B. That's going to be one of your higher scores. You can go ahead and finish totaling up.
And it is normal that you might have several columns that come out to the same number. That is perfectly fine. All right, I want to try to show you on the paper here. So you've got your numbers over here that are your totals going across. And then as you go down this way, wherever your highest numbers are, you won't have any number that's higher than 15. But as you get those numbers, like your highest score in any column might be an 11 and a 10, or you might have a few that are at 15. Whatever those highest numbers are for you, circle the letter that is beside that, the letters from A to X. Um, it's just, I just told him to pull the top three or the top four. You might have two 15s, and then when you get to your next highest number, it might be an 11, and you might have three of those. It's all okay. I think Jesus is the only one that had 15s on every column. <laughs> um, and so, so maybe you have four that are 15. That would be your top four things that really you are. Maybe you had a 14, two 14s, a 13, a 12. You would, you would mark those. If you have multiple 12s or multiple 11s, sort of grab your top three then. That's going to describe where you are. Uh, uh, you're emphasized in your spiritual giftings. We're not surprised that Brother Geo came out evangelism, are we? <laughs> His was evangelism, missionary, and giving. And... Uh, Man, Lance, Rachel, y'all not moving away, are you? Uh, but evangelism was, was one of his top ones. So, All right, so as you get to those top scores and you've circled those letters, you can go ahead and turn the page and look for those letters. So if your top, if you got uh, uh, one of the top scores was under the C, then when you turn to the next page, you're going to see that that is craftsmanship. And then that craftsmanship is going to further explain where your giftings lie. And you can go through, um, if you want to, you can write all of those out beside. But it, uh, for us, when we did, did this in the staff, it was easier just to go with our top three or five. And if anyone doesn't quite get there, please feel free. You can come find me or one of the staff. We did this in our staff meeting so that we would uh, have an understanding and hopefully be better to uh, explain it to you all. How do we feel? Are we getting there? I hear some conversation going. I think y'all are finding where your giftings are. All right, how are we doing? Are you helping your neighbors? All right, if you've finished it and found your top few numbers, go ahead and raise your hand up so that we know. There's a nice buzz in the room, I like that. Did anyone leave last week and ask somebody else, ask one of your friends, what was your letter? Were you a D, were you an I? Somebody text me the next day and ask what my letters were. Spiritual giftings.
All right, I'm going to go ahead and go on to page 43. And this is a compilation of the test that we took last week and this week. So you can go down through there. You can read the putting it all together. Think about the results. Does some of this make sense? Does it give you a better insight to some of your strengths and weaknesses? Consider opportunities that might await for you. So under your personality type and leadership style, you can put in your letters there from last week. And then under your two primary spiritual gifts or natural abilities, you can put those under one and two. And then the next two questions are going to be homework for you to bring back with you next week. And um, this is not, this is just in the book. So if you are sharing a book with your spouse, feel free to maybe make some notations there as to who is putting um, what answers down. But for your homework next week, come back with what two areas am I experienced in and or most passionate about? If you are most passionate about a ministry that you are not currently involved or serving in, it might be time for you to take a look at what your giftings test says. And then the very last one, based on the answers with what type of team or small group could I connect? And if you will turn the page to 44, 45, and the top of 46, there you will find a listing of most of the ministry teams or the dream teams that we have currently operating here at the Anchor. So over the next week, take a moment and read through those teams and see where you think that your giftings, your personality types uh, might be a good fit. And since the whole body is going through it at this point, you might find that you are just where you're supposed to be. Or you might find that there are some things that are on the horizon for you still to come. Let's give Sister Thank you, Pam Pastor. a hand. Yeah. It took me a little while processing it in the office and understanding. But I want to be what God wants me to be. Why don't you come to the music and uh, why don't we stand? The Lord wants to use you. But you've got to be open to it. You have to be open to it. Every, everything we need to do what God's called us to do is in the house. Do you believe that? And there's so many people that, that need help. There's a lot of Bible studies that need taught. There's a lot of prayers that need to be prayed. And God is reaching into this body. And people that are going to come in, all of our guests that God's bringing here, it's going to be amazing what God's going to do in their life, in our lives. And uh, I look over at Brother Zion growing in the Lord. We're so thankful for you, Brother Zion, what the Lord has done in you. We believe in you and you're needed here. Amen. There's room for you here to grow. Come grow with us. Come and impact the world with us. There's a world that needs to be impacted. Our city, our city is waiting on somebody to knock on their door, Sister Candy. Isn't that right? Come up here with Pastor just for a minute. When I met Candy, she was a single mother of two daughters and a son, Kelly, Jenna, and RJ. She came to our first Easter service, August the 9th, 2009. I mean, just right, April the 9th, that's what I meant. And uh, see, I scored low on some of that test, let me tell you. 12 years ago, her life was broken. Uh, she didn't know where the next dollar is going to come from. At one point, she didn't know she's going to have food. Struggling. Didn't know if you're going to have a house over your head. Remember that conversation? And uh, she said, but I'm not going to quit. I'm going I'm to serve the Lord in every way that he has me to serve. I'm going to be faithful according to his word as I've been taught. 
She remained faithful. And now she's got a pretty good husband. Amen. Brother Gene, I love you. And uh, she had dreams and aspirations that began to flourish in the kingdom of God. She was able to go back to school, received her master's degree. And, and uh, where's the microphone at, my lens? Bring that here. Bring that here. She's a dynamic speaker, an encourager, a lover of people, a lover of God. And so you're getting your second master's degree. And what is that going to be in? Clinical mental health. And clinical mental health. When she came and God put her life together, she said, I'm going to help somebody else's life get put together. And every day, that's what she works to do. And God is using her in mighty ways to help people that have come from different backgrounds that have been broken. But she said, I'm going to be an arm of restoration for the Lord. God's using her. God doesn't do it by himself. God's using you. God's using me. Through the teaching of the word of God. Amen. The Bible says in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. But without counsel, people fall. There is a place in the kingdom for counseling. And Sister Cammie, I'm going to have you to pray over all these people. There's something you don't want to say. This is a church where you can come and be involved and find your giftings. To find your what? Purpose. Restoring people to a greater what? Purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got great plans for your life. He's going to use you. Sister Ashley, the Lord's going to use you. The hand of the Lord. You're going to prophesy and people are going to live. You remember I told you that. You're going to prophesy and people will live. Lift your hands. You will prophesy and people will live. The anointing of the Lord. Brother David, the half isn't, hasn't happened. Brother David Wallace, lift your hands. The half hasn't happened in your life. What God's getting ready to do and about to do. How many feel open to that? Amen. Come on, Sister Winnegar in the back. Come on, Brother Joe up the grave. God's not done. Come on, Brother Sister Jones. The Lord's got a plan. Come on, Brother Sister Rudder. God's got a plan for your life. That's it, Brother Jason, Sister Jacqueline. Let the Lord minister to you. Get it healed tonight. God's not done. Come on, lift your hands. Pray over it, Sister Cammie. Lord, you know us. Lord, you know our abilities. God, in this place in unity, Lord, we ask that you pour out a special, mes special message to each person, Lord God. We all have a purpose. That's what we came here for, Lord. You knew from us from when we were in the womb. Lord God, let us be receptive to whatever you speak to us. Give us the confidence to act it out, to learn what we need to learn, do what we need to do, to be active in your kingdom, God. We are your people, Lord. We are the ones that are needed in this day and age. No one else but us, Lord God. Bless each person. Give them the ability to seek you and to seek your their purpose in their lives, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.